The following episode contains adult content, violence, and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. He was standing over me like some fucking creep show. I need you to slow down. Breathe. Breathe. I was in bed, Aaron. In bed. I should call the cops. It's okay. We don't need to call the cops. We we don't need to call the cops. Why... Why, why didn't I call the cops? Who, who even does that? Random men in my bedroom and I call my girlfriend on the other side of town, but not 911? Who even does that? You do, Maya. And it's okay. I'm the exact person you're supposed to call. Just breathe. Breathe in. Breathe out. See? See? It's fine. We're good. Oh my god. I took you away from your party. I didn't even think about it. I promise you, it's okay. I lived through the 90s once already. I didn't need to do it again. I mean, you look terrific, by the way. And and your hair, it's so platinum. Don't worry, it's just a wig. Good, because you kind of look like Gwen Stefani mugged Winona Ryder for her clothes. It's a, it's a look. <laughs> Great. Perfectly 90s then. Can we get back to the creep show in your bedroom, please? Yeah, of, of course, sorry. I thought I heard the bedroom door and I assumed it was you. I I reached over, flipped the lamp on and... Bogus? There he was. What did he look like? Tall. He had on this sort of long tailored coat, dark hair. What color was the coat? Uh, red brocade or, or something embroidered. That motherfucker. Tell me exactly what happened. I mean, I mean, that that's kind of it. He stood there, he said something, and and then... What did he say? You will will drink drink only only blood. blood. You will eat eat only ashes. Florence, I'll I'll kill him. Aaron, Aaron, please, please, Aaron! Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga. An original World of Darkness drama created and produced by Rachel J. Wilkinson. Episode 1, You Can Never Go Home Again. Saga police grapple with a staffing shortage as rising violence forces leadership to temporarily move veteran investigators to patrol the streets out. What makes you human? Is it because someone picked up a rock and used it as a tool a million years ago? Or is it because you can use that tool to carve an image on a cave wall just as easily as you can use it to bash in someone's skull? Does humanity come from our morality then? Our sense of right and wrong, good versus evil, our guilty conscience over bloody hands? Or is it what these hands touch, and who they hold? These are the questions my sire would ask me in his vain attempts to rescue my soul. Yes, Lawrence believed vampires have souls. Foolishly, naively, beautifully. Some would say this was an expression of his Malkavian madness believing any vampire could be redeemed regardless of the blood we drink. How do you find redemption as a creature? 
whose existence relies almost exclusively on violence and very rarely ever regret. We gonna have a problem? I've changed. Vampires don't change. Sheriff Everhart is one of the many reasons you never judge a vampire by how they look. If she's an inch over five feet, I'd be shocked. But, as a Bruja murder machine, she could still send me sailing across the dock with a single punch. Where's that colt you used to carry? Rusting. In a box somewhere. I doubt that. You understand the rules? I was born here. Made here. Spilled blood for the kindred here. Under the previous prince, maybe. But you've been gone a long time. So what, I'm a guest? You're a tourist. Now enjoy your stay and don't do anything stupid. I've got enough on my plate. Aye, aye, Sheriff. Titus Reed is cleared across the gangway. Roger. Uh, And Titus? What? Sorry about your sire. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know much about boats, but the prince's yacht looks expensive. Smart idea. Perfect for hosting small, isolated gatherings with the ability to sail off into the Atlantic in the event the Second Inquisition rolls into the city. Like they did in London, and Vienna, and Las Vegas. For thousands of years, we ruled with impunity. Killed folks for sport, doctored records, wiped memories. But the digital age changed everything. Now you can't use a cell phone without some NSA hack passing along your GPS location to first light. Good evening, Mr. Reed. Evening. Phone? No. Devices? Nope. What's this? A beeper. Lock it up. Thank you, Mr. Reed. You're clear to enter. So every Malkavian has their particular quirk. An extra splash of insight or insanity. Depending on who you ask. Eight years chained to a piano gave me mine. For me, blood and music are one and the same, meaning every room I walk into, every space I inhabit, has a song. The best way I know how to explain it is from this story about this uh, bloodhound. This bloodhound was explaining why tracking scent was easy. For her, every scent had a unique color. So when she sniffed a missing kid's dirty shirt, It was like seeing a bright neon pink line floating into the distance. All she had to do was follow it. If only my quirk were as accommodating. Port Saga isn't as big as Moonlight Bay or some of the other cities that dot the eastern seaboard. But it's a Camarilla city. True ivory tower port of call replete with ruthless corporations, corrupt politicians, shady cops, and enough hapless mortals to feed a hundred kindred or so. A dozen of them are here tonight. Corpses love a good funeral. The prodigal son returns. Ezra? Ah, Primogen knocks. You took his title. The clan requires leadership. A little month or ere those shoes were old. Your sire dreamed of his child's return. Curious. It took death to accomplish this miracle. We were estranged. So you say. And, uh, Aaron? A lamb to slaughter. Primogen Knox, 
this thin blood problem. Titus, meet Miss Marlowe Voigt, whip of Clan Toyodor. Oh, am I interrupting? Miss Voigt, meet Mr. Titus Reed. Titus Reed. Oh, wait. Are you that, Titus? How many Tituses do you know? Fair. Brave you coming back to Port Saga. Child of former Primogen Bennett. Oh, of course. My sympathies. Reed. This is Dante Mendoza, Primogen of Clan Tremere. We've met four or five times, yet he still calls me by my last name. Condolences. Primogen Bennett was a good man. Deeply missed. Thank you. You've been residing in Moonlight Bay. Yes. Remarkable city. Please extend my warmest regards to your prince. Has anyone seen Edmund? No, but Zelda is here. Starboard toward the stern. Mmm, always impressive Primogen Knox. One day I hope to have sight as good as yours, though I don't know if I'd want to use it to spot Nosferatu. Never know what you'll find staring back at you. Miss Voigt? Primogen Mendoza. I assume your sire will also be absent this evening. Yeah, I know. What a drag, right? Primogen Quill is quite indisposed. So you keep reiterating. It is not unreasonable to assume the Elder has succumbed to the beckoning. I assure you Primogen Quill is snug as a bug at his estate. But I would be happy to do you the smallest of favors by arranging a visit with him on your behalf. Perhaps. We adjourn. The ghosts call us by name. In addition to the Primogen, the prince is present. Prince Adelaide, Hale, and Lawrence had known each other their entire undead lives. They were in the same coterie and relied on each other as dear friends. But he wouldn't know any of that from her perfunctory frown. It's hard to tell if their friendship waned after she took on the mantle of Praxis, or if her expression is an unfortunate consequence of being embraced Clan Ventru. Ventru aren't big fans of expressing emotion. I think they think it diminishes their kingly stature. But I feel for her. I truly do. When I first got the message of Lawrence's death, I didn't believe it. Or accept it. Or... I don't know. He was always, always there. I should have been allowed my rebellion without regret because he was supposed to be always, always there. Then, when it finally sunk in, I had space to rage, to be insane with grief. At least that's one of the few silver linings of the Malkavian curse. You can almost say or do anything you want, and everyone just goes along with it, smiling and nodding and pretending nothing is happening for fear of insulting the most unpredictable clan in the Camarilla. But to be a Ventru is to have every gesture scrutinized by a dozen eyeballs searching for the opening to ruin you. I do not envy them. When she learned of Lawrence's death, was she allowed to rage? What sympathy was she shown? What condolence was she offered? Ventru grieve alone and in silence. And so I closed the distance between us. Mr. Reed. Your Majesty, thank you for allowing me to be here. How long are you staying? 
just for the funeral. I should say something so she knows someone here mourns with her. But I'm a tourist, and she is the sovereign prince. Your sire spoke very highly of you. I valued his wisdom and his guidance. And were he here now, I would ask him what to do with you. I don't understand. Kindred, gather so that we may remember our friend. So the rumors are true. Ex-Sabat, right? Her name is Constance, Clan La Sombra. They say she murdered half her pack to be welcomed with her clan when they joined the Camarilla. That is what they say. It would appear Port Saga has drawn the short straw. And now I have a shadow darkening my doorstep. Why isn't she in Chicago with the rest of them? She is ambitious. But I will not let her turn my city into a halfway house for broken creatures. If you need help, I... No. While your wet work was of great value to my predecessor, this is a different era. There is too much risk in bloody business. Prince Hale, Mr. Reed, would you kindly join us for Primogen Bennett's eulogy? Gladly, Constance. Speak with me after. Of course, Prince. As I approach the pedestal on which they have placed Lawrence's marble urn, Constance, draped in black, takes center stage. Cain, firstborn son, offered the brightest fruits to God. His brother Abel slaughtered the firstlings of his flock. God accepted Abel's flock, but not Cain's fruit. Blood, it would seem, was the path to the Almighty's good grace. Given this newfound wisdom, when time came to make their second offering, Cain murdered his brother by bashing his head in with a rock. Cain then presented the broken bones and blood to God. And for his sacrifice, the sacrifice God had shown he preferred, God cursed Cain and cast him into the wilds, east of Eden, into the land of Nod. Cain, the first murderer, Cain, the first vampire. From Cain came three childer, and from these three childer came thirteen more. And from these thirteen... Every kindred knows this story. And together... That's what it is. A story. Some cling to their fragments from the Book of Nod, or claim they saw Cain hanging out at a Denny's in, like, Wichita. But no one knows. No one has a clue. Anyone who might... Anyone old enough to have met a kindred who knew a kindred who was there, they all fell to the beckoning and fled to parts unknown, which is really convenient. Like Cain, we each choose what is sacred to us, what burdens are worth bearing while blessed, as we are, with the luxury of time. Time to consider our past actions. Time to consider our fate. Time to count the dead and dying left in our wake. As we weigh our crimes on the scales of justice, we ask, can I be redeemed? Is forgiveness possible for one such as me? Lawrence Bennett would say yes, no matter our past, because he understood that despite our vampiric nature, despite our age and might, we are still human of a sort. Primogen Bennett kept vigil over his humanity through service to others. He ran his soup kitchen, tending to the sick and needy. He helped those plagued by an addiction to drugs and alcohol. He was honorable and decent, a rare thing among kindred. We honor that. We honor him 
And may his memory serve as a reminder that no one is beyond redemption. Her black eyes linger on me in unspoken judgment. The somber think they know everything. So smug they are with their dark night bullshit. Listen, Kindred die all the time. In a year or five, she won't even remember his name. Right now, he's just a means to an end for a political win. Same for every other kindred walking up to me to shake my hand. Half of them wouldn't even speak to me until the prince made it socially acceptable. Even a Banu Akeem, which... Jesus. The cam starts getting their asses handed to them by the second inquisition, and suddenly we're passing out club cards to vampires who've been taking contracts out on us for 500 years. He introduces himself as Usher, shakes my hand, and moves along. Small blessings. Where's Prince Hale? Why is there a Banu Akeem at my sire's memorial? Usher is a contributing member of my city. Banu Akeem, a Sombra, a Bruja Sheriff. How progressive for a Ventru. And how meddlesome for someone who says they are only here for a funeral. I'm not here to cause trouble. Port Saga is no longer your home, Mr. Reed. I advise you to return to Moonlight Bay as soon as possible. They no doubt need your talents far more than I do. I understand. Good. I need some air. (laughs) I expected this. I did. They only know me as I was, not as I am. They're picturing me with a... with a pair of pistols and a stack of bodies. They don't trust me. They think I'm a psychopath. They think I'm just another insane mouth with no self-control. A lunatic. A mad hatter. A low clan. Titus. This doesn't make any sense. Why would she kill her own primogen? The prodigal son's absence has been long. Lawrence and Aaron. Arguments. Embarrassments. Boons exchanged. Aaron played with fire and set ablaze his house of serenity. The rec center? Sunrise Park Recreation Center. It's where Lawrence ran his AA meetings. Where he first laid eyes on me. He'd get this stupid grin on his face every time he told me to meet him at sunrise. (laughs) It wasn't until he put the bite on me did I understand the irony. The janitor perished. Lawrence was fury and rampage. Two moons after, Miss Voigt hosts a costume party. Aaron rushes out under word a loved one had been harmed. Lawrence arrives. Aaron returns. They step out into the moonlight and doom ensues. Aaron shoots Lawrence twice with dragon's fire. Aaron confessed to Rebel Everhart, and the sheriff begged the prince for mercy. Did she grant it? Prince Hale is taking the week. Where is Aaron now? Staked. Custody of Sheriff Everhart. The prince is smart. You don't let Kindred out on bail. Not with a possible death sentence. Not even with a confession. <laughs> Should have just killed her and been done with it. Titus. <sighs> as soon as the thought pops into my head, I regret it. And where were you when all this went down? Out of the city. That's convenient. Aaron is innocent. What makes you say that? Aaron doesn't remember the act. 
Aaron doesn't remember a lot of things. Lawrence would never harm a mortal. Not knowingly, not out of spite. You know this. So tell them that. I did. They say I have no proof, which is true. They say I am biased, which I am. Why is that? Aaron is my friend. Lawrence, my partner. My cold heart cracks. It's a hairline fracture. I'll survive. He's dead. Nothing changes that. You got who did it. I'm just a tourist, remember? Wait. I'm going back to the bay. Stay. Be whip. What? Erin is innocent. She confessed. She is your coterie mate. Former coterie mate. And let's not forget who left who in that affair. Speak to her. I have duties back in Moonlight Bay. You owe me. And there it is. Press station. The currency of vampires everywhere. Too minor. One trivial. Wipe the debt clean for a single conversation. I knew I shouldn't have come back to this... this... Home. The suspension on Rebel's truck has shot to shit, with every bump sending shockwaves up my ass. Pickup has got to be older than both of us combined. Just saying something. The bronze city lights of Port Saga fly by my window. Dash clock reads four zeros, but my watch chimes two. Older folks have long packed it in, but the young bloods are out in force. It's the hour of bad decisions. Every time a dinner bell rings, a bloodsucker earns their fangs. How long are you staying? Why does everyone keep asking me that? Because no one wants you here. It was six years ago, Rebel. Sasha's still dead. She had a younger broodmate, a brother, so to speak. Some might suggest that I'm the reason he ashed. It may have been six years, but you volunteered him and you still haven't taken responsibility for that. Or what it did to Erin. Hey, she's the one who beat feet back to Port Saga. She let all of us hang. She loved him, you asshole. In case you haven't noticed, we're up to our necks and shit. Second Inquisition, thin bloods, missing kids, and one dead primogen. The last thing we need is a Titus Reed. Ezra called in a boon to talk to Aaron. I do that, I go home. Aaron came back a fucking mess, and the rest of us, including your sire, had to pick up the pieces. And now he's dead. And Erin's either going to end up without a head, or she'll owe the prince so many boons, she might as well be. She really kill him? One of the Toreadors saw her do it. And she confessed. So yeah. She really killed him. <sighs> we turn into a self-storage garage. Past the main gate is row after row of orange doors. Inside alone, Ghoul gets up from a folding chair and stands at attention. He's armed. Probably some ex-military meathead. Looks like he hasn't taken a shit for a week. <laughs> and in the back, inside a long, shallow box, lays Aaron McKenna, 
frozen in time with a hunk of wood in her chest. You sure about this? I nod. Without missing a beat, Rebel yanks the stake out of Aaron's chest. As the shaft exits her sternum, Aaron bolts upright. She's practically a husk. Are they starving her? Or is it blood loss from the gaping hole in her chest? She glowers at me. What took you so long? Masquerade, Fort Saga, created by Rachel J. Wilkinson, with voice performances by Dayin Geist, Kat Mermelstein, Satine Phoenix, Kalina Anderson, Andrew Alandi, Ryan Omega, Rachel J. Wilkinson, Roxy Hales, Brad Hardwick, Janika Rector, and Ricky Kramer. Portions of this podcast are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with permission. All rights reserved. For more information, please visit worldofdarkness.com. Darkness.com.